Hey everyone and welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Today I wanted to spend some time talking about this global pandemic with coronavirus and white privilege. So let's talk about it. So when uh, the pandemic first started a few months ago, um, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with friend of the podcast and nurse, uh, Shwana, uh, just about how the pandemic was going to hit um, the black community and those that were, um, you know, people of color uh, just harder. Um, and, you know, as predicted and um, it's been shown to be true, that um, our experience in this pandemic has been, you know, on the large part, uh, you know, different than um, white people and people with privilege. And one of the things that, you know, of course, in healthcare and economically, and one of the things that has been happening in Canada, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's happening so much in the United States, but something that has been happening and it's just, it makes me roll my eyes <laughs> in frustration is this idea that, you know, now that COVID-19 is here, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that people are moving out of city centers and they can move anywhere they can live anywhere in Canada they can you know travel and you know live in small communities and you know just go back to a simpler time in life and um, <laughs> it's, it reminds me of uh, you know I'm laughing through the rage uh, I'm laughing because it doesn't apply to people of color that statement it doesn't apply to people of color. I've you know read so many articles where they're applying this statement as though it applies to everybody in the pandemic. That we should reevaluate, you know, you know where we're paying our mortgage and rent, and you know, um, you know, oh, are you living in a city center? You know, you should pack up and move into the middle of nowhere because that's an option for you. And I think I'm black. That ain't an option for me. <laughs> And, um, you know, I think of Toni Morrison and that, you know, amazing interview where, you know, this woman uh, has the nerve to ask her if she's ever going to, you know, write a novel about like um, with a, uh, you know, white protagonist. And, you know, she just sort of gives her that stone cold look and she says, you can't even begin to understand how powerfully racist that statement is and it's exactly what's happening now with this you know pack up your life and move anywhere in the world it's just another example of white privilege you know the white people that are writing this article do not understand how that only this idea of being free to go anywhere only applies to them I do not have the privilege of moving to a town where I'm going to be the only black person or, you know, one of 
you know, a handful of black people. That's not going to enrich my life. My life is harder in a city. I live in Toronto, Toronto, and, um, you know, it's a city of three million plus people, very diverse, and I still encounter racism. I don't know what my life is going to look like if I go to a town, you know, where I'm the only minority. That's not the kind of I would not feel safe and secure in that um, kind of environment. And best case scenario is that I'm like a novelty in this area. Like everyone's like, oh, look, we have a black person in our town now. Woo, we're so diverse. This is Canada at its best. Like that's the best I can hope for. <laughs> and the worst is that, you know, my life is in danger. Um, so I, I think that... Um, people need to check themselves and recognize that these kinds of benefits only apply to them because the system is designed that their skin is not going to be seen as a threat anywhere they go. They're going to be seen as just some people, an individual person that has decided to make this life change to benefit from fresher air, less traffic. I don't know what the case may be, but I have to be concerned about the kind of treatment I'm going to encounter in my daily life. I'm going to have to um, wonder about the kind of profession and job that I'm going to be able to have um, in this environment. Even like things like the kind of health care that I'm going to receive um, by doctors who might think that you know I can have an increased tolerance of pain might not consider um, that I require the same attention and treatment as a white woman um, you know I I have to think of those kinds of things and you know then there's also cultural things just very you know those are very serious things but also cultural things like I mean uh, I I like to eat certain types of food and, you know, as someone who's a a cottager going up north, I mean, I can't eat this barbecue all the time. I mean, I, when you, in um, uh, Canada, we go to cottages in the summer. It's, I, I think everyone sort of does if you're lucky enough to be able to you know rent a second home and you go out to a lake and enjoy the beauty of Canada and you you bring your own food with you but I'm thinking like when you go shopping if you ever stayed at a place for a long period of time I mean sometimes they're not gonna have like the stuff that I'm used to in my my local establishments you know I go to um certain Caribbean stores for certain types of things I mean I'd have to take that into consideration of what kind of basic things that I would need. So I I think that um, I I think people should should recognize that that's that's not necessarily something that people of color are going to do. Not to say that it's not going to be safe, but I think that it's it's again, it's just we don't know what we're going to get when we travel there we don't want to be stared at we don't want to feel like everybody in your um, home you want to feel comfortable you want to feel like a sense of belonging and you don't want to have to always wonder you know are people 
going to accept me? Are people gonna, you know, can I go out late at night? And are people gonna feel comfortable with that? And I think that's something that um, people of color will not have if you, you know, choose to live in certain areas of the world. And that's just a reality of racism. So for those of you listening who think that, you know, I'm crazy, um, I'm seeing racism everywhere, you know, you're having that reaction to the word white, white privilege is so offensive to so many people because they know it's true. Um, <laughs> I'll say this, I'll give you an example. Um, so over the summer uh, in Canada, I, you know, um, in specific Toronto, we've been having a very hard time with the pandemic and COVID and we've had uh, elevated numbers in Canada or in Toronto specifically. And so air, certain areas of uh, Ontario, the province, have been in lockdown in different uh, areas. So other areas that, you know, their COVID numbers weren't as high, didn't have to go under such severe uh, lockdown restrictions. So what happened is, you know, people would be traveling <laughs> outside of their lockdown area so that they could enjoy, you know, more freedoms outside um, a short drive away from their homes in Toronto and, you know, um, other, like Ottawa and Peel and you know if you're not familiar with Canada you're not familiar but for example um, you know I could drive maybe 45 minutes and from my home and then I'd be in an area that wasn't in a more strict lockdown so a lot of people are doing that in the summer to just get out to restaurants you know enjoy you know the benefits of not being in a severe lockdown and so one of the things that just highlighted to me how we're not people of color are not welcome in everywhere um, in uh, Ontario even uh, one of the most diverse um, provinces in Canada is that there was an uproar in a community I will not name them but you know who you are of all these Torontonians and they were spreading the virus at their beaches they were flocking to their beaches and they were infecting this community that had low covid numbers now how do you suspect that these locals knew that these people were from toronto they weren't from toronto by the way uh there was a backlash against them they weren't from toronto how do you think that they suspected they were did they check people's IDs? Um, all of our license plates, by the way, in Ontario look exactly the same, whether you're from up north in Muskoka or if you're from Toronto. So how would you suspect they knew that they weren't from their local community? Racial profiling. They looked at the people that didn't have white skin and they knew that they weren't from there. That's how they decided that they weren't from there. And they thought that they were being reckless and dangerous and that they were coming out there to, you know, um, infect their responsible, good community. They were nice and COVID free and clean. And the filthy uh, Torontonians were coming up there to, you know, take advantage of them. So 
I think that is something that's <laughs> just a perfect example when people always say, oh, we're not America, you know, Canada is so not racist, we're multicultural, accepting and inclusive. Um, you know, I think that people should understand that diversity and having diversity in Canada is a very different thing than inclusion. Being accepted is what inclusion is. Being accepted as Canadian and wherever you go is something that Canadians are still trying to achieve. And that highlighted to me exactly why there is no silver lining for us to move wherever we want to go in this great country of ours is because people will always assume that I'm an outsider. It doesn't matter, you know, how many generations of my family live there, they're going to see the color of my skin and assume that I am other and else and I do not belong and I do not want to spend my summer vacation around people that are <laughs> throwing shade at me, quite frankly. Um, so I think that's a very, very um, important thing for people to understand. So I just wanted to end by saying that um, as this pandemic continues, if you um, find yourself lucky enough to um, be able to have, you know, a change in life and that's a wonderful thing, you know, I consider myself lucky to be, you know, staying healthy um, as we all should be, um, that's great. But to think that the benefits you know, of being able to, you know, pick up and live somewhere that maybe has a, you know, a lower cost of living is a benefit to you. That's wonderful. Um, but for me, as a person of color, um, racism still restricts me. Racism, even during the times of COVID, still exists and they still, you know, limit my options as they always have and that includes where I live and so I think you should um, you know recognize that and understand that and try to understand that and check that white privilege because it's a very very real thing um, even especially um, right during these uh, difficult times I think it's um, come out and I think a lot of people's minds have been changed um, that you know systemic racism is very real um, COVID has highlighted that so I mean for me uh, that's a silver lining um, to take away from COVID and uh, not necessarily packing up and moving into the middle of nowhere so thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time